Pastor Javen will begin a new series today called Exodus from Exile, exploring the stories of Ezra and Nehemiah. This morning we'll see that the promises of God are far greater than the promises of sin. So take a moment now and prepare your heart for today's service. Beginning a new series today, that's the plan. We're going to look at Ezra and Nehemiah, how God took the nation of Israel out of captivity to Babylon and now Persia. They took them, they had an exodus from exile. They went back to Jerusalem to build the, rebuild the temple and rebuild the wall. And here's the nutshell of what we see happening. In Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, we see that God stirs the heart of Cyrus to send the people back. to rebuild the temple. And they go back under the leadership of mainly Zerubbabel. And God stirred the hearts of many people to go back and to begin to rebuild the temple. And what we see in that happening was God fulfilling his promises. The nation of Israel, the nation of Judah was in captivity because God has spoken through his prophets. If you didn't change the way, there's a promise that comes with sin. And that's captivity. And that's destruction. But there's a promise that comes with God. And that promise is far greater. And if you would turn back to God, those promises would still hold. And so the nation of Israel begins to see the promises of God that are spoken by Jeremiah, by Isaiah, which is so awesome. Isaiah prophesies 150 years before Cyrus is the ruler of Persia. He prophesies 150 years that Cyrus would lead them out, would tell them to go back. So don't tell me God's hand is not on things. And so Zerubbabel leads that first wave. And then Nehemiah, we see in Nehemiah chapter 1, he becomes burdened because he hears that the nation, that Jerusalem is is a city without walls. And so he's burdened and he goes to king and he asks him, can I go back and can I rebuild the temple? And not only does he let him go back, but he gives him resources. The words of Solomon are true. That the wealth of the sinners are laid up for the godly. At least it was for Nehemiah. And so Nehemiah goes back and they begin to build. And Nehemiah, when he's burdened though, he prays a prayer. And his prayer starts off like this. It says, God, you are a God who keeps your covenant. You're a God who keeps your promises. And in his prayer, he remembers that God, the whole reason that we're in this situation is because we disobeyed you. The whole reason that we're in this predicament, the whole reason that we're in this place is because we didn't heed the words of the prophets. And we turned from you. We turned from your ways. Our hearts became hardened. We thought we knew best. We wanted a king. You gave us a king. That didn't work out very well for us down the line. And so Nehemiah is praying, God, if we know if we repent and come back to you, your promises will hold true. God is a God that will stir our hearts. We see it in, in, in the beginning of Ezra. We see it in Nehemiah. God stirs hearts and he stirs hearts for a purpose. And God stirs the hearts of those who are 
who are priests and in his word and scribes who know the word of God, but he also stirs the heart of just leaders and cupbearers and people who work in the marketplace. Because he stirs your heart for a purpose. And he keeps his promises. And there is a promise that comes with sin and there's a promise that comes with God. And the promises of God are far greater than the promises that come with sin. The Apostle Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, that every promise of God is yes and amen in Christ. So that means if we are outside of Christ, we are outside of the promises of God. And Paul said that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Because Jesus himself said that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come to give you life and give you life more abundantly. There is a promise that comes with sin. There is a promise that comes with God. And Nehemiah said this prayer, you're a God who keeps his covenant with those who love and obey you. Because God's promises and God's purposes are linked. God may be stirring your heart today. He may be stirring your heart with a purpose. He may be stirring your heart with a purpose of, 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 of repenting and saying, God, I have been trying to live this life on my own. I've been trying to live this life in a way that I think is better than what you've laid out in your word. You've questioned God. You've questioned the word of God. You've questioned the the holiness of God, the sovereignty of God. You've questioned the goodness of God. But you know God's been stirring your heart because the things in your life are not leading to goodness. They're leading to destruction. They're leading to death. Jesus has a gift for you of life. And he's stirring your heart today to repent and come to him. God may be stirring your heart to do what the first wave of people that went back to Jerusalem did. And that was build an altar. We'll talk about that more in a couple of weeks. But they build an altar. That was the first one. Before they started building the temple, they built an altar. So God may be stirring your heart to build an altar to get into the presence of God. To get into his presence. Just to spend more time with him. You've neglected time in God's word. You've neglected time seeking the Father and his will for your life. You've neglected him. And God may be stirring your heart to get in the presence of God. God may be stirring your heart to realize that you have allowed the walls around your heart to become broken. And you, and, and, and like Solomon said, a heart without walls or a person without self-control is like a city without walls. And so you realize, God, I need to begin to, there's times where there's walls that need to come down in our life, sure. But there's times too where we need to build walls to protect our heart. from the destruction that the enemy wants to bring. God may be stirring your heart because there's people that you know in your life that that have allowed that to happen. And you look at them and you see the destruction in their life. You see the sin in your life. You see the path they're going down. You see the decisions that they're making. And you are like Jesus. You look at them and you are moved with compassion in your gut. And you're like, they are, you realize they are like sheep without a shepherd. And God is stirring your heart to minister to them in love. To not condemn, 
to not attack, but to love them and to reveal the life of Jesus Christ to them, to pray for them, to be burdened for them, and to fall on your knees for them. God may be stirring your heart for a purpose. And God's purposes may take you right outside of your comfort. Nehemiah was in the palace, but he wasn't comfortable in the palace because he was burdened with the burdens of God. And it moved him to do something with God's purposes. And he knew that the purposes of God were linked to the promises of God. How is God stirring your heart today? What is God doing inside of you? How is he moving? How is he stirring? Be obedient to his stir today. Be obedient to him. If it's to repent, repent. Confess your sins to him. Admit that he is the only king and Lord you need in your life. Take yourself off the throne. Give it to him. If it's to spend time with him, then however that looks, whether it's sitting in your seat, whether it's coming down here, kneeling at the altars, just spend some time in the presence of God. Seek him. Seek his will. If it's someone that you're burdened for, pray for them. Lift them up. If there's weaknesses in your life, Ask God to help you strengthen those places that are weak. But if God is stirring you today by his Holy Spirit, be obedient to his stir. Be obedient to what he's doing. So what I want us to do is I just want us to go back into worshiping him. And and like I said, however that looks for you, just spend time in the presence of God and obey the voice of the Spirit in your life today. If you need prayer in any way today, we would love for you to reach out to us. You can go to our website, bwccanvin.com, go to our contact page. You'll find the link there to uh, request prayer or send us anything that you uh, would like to communicate with us today. Or you can also simply text the word prayer to 803-676-7566. And we will be back in touch with you to find out how we can be in prayer for you. God bless you. We hope that you have a great week.